Welcome to the Go Find Out Podcast. I'm Jennifer Jelliff Russell, author, speaker, and entrepreneur, bringing you actionable ideas and interviews with awesome women to help you pursue your dreams and achieve your goals. You can find more episodes of the Go Find Out Podcast by visiting gofindoutpodcast.com. Enjoy the show and go find out. Welcome back to Go Find Out, the Career Switch Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Jellifressel, and this is episode number 76. Today, I'll be interviewing Marie Incontrera about her journey from musical composer to successful consultant. But first, let's jump into my personal update. Hello, you awesome career switchers. It has been a hectic last two months. Um, I was able to wrap up my client projects in UX UI design, which was really fun. And I built out my online portfolio to showcase the thought process behind each project. I actually just finished my first week of job applications and I have some interviews lined up for this next week. So things are moving pretty quickly. And this is actually the part that I was really looking forward to since this is like kind of my jam coming from an employment services background. So there there might also be something wrong with me, but I, I really enjoyed the job search process, not necessarily the application part. Um, I don't love having to input information over and over again, but I do love searching for roles and reading job descriptions and like imagining myself in the role. That is something that I find kind of fun. I know, I know there's definitely something like not quite right with me. Um, However, I have been so focused on working on my client projects and then starting the application process that I haven't actually carved out time in my day to write. Between the job search process and handling our small veggie farm, I may have to put off getting back into writing for a little bit longer. Now, I do intend to still publish another set of scary stories for kids in time for Halloween, though. So I just need to start, you know, at least brainstorming those and kind of getting ideas onto paper. That may be the only book that I published this year, though. I'm definitely not hitting my goal of publishing three to four books this year. I might have kind of burned myself out a little bit by writing and publishing four books last year, plus the teaser short story for Blissful Awakenings. Whoops. But, you know... I just might have to reevaluate my publishing goals once I start a new full-time job. I'm thinking one to two books a year while working full-time should be sufficient. I'm actually really looking forward to taking more time to write each book rather than cranking them out just to publish a certain number of books every year. I know there's the whole, you know, 20 books to 50k thing, but if I, you know, if I have a full-time position that is bringing in enough money to live on, then I don't have to actually worry about making money for my books. I can just write them out of, you know, love of writing instead. Having that job in UX will allow me to worry less about that money and give me more peace of mind to give more time to each book. So, you know, if you're inclined, I would love some good vibes about landing a great job. All right, that's enough about me. Let's hear about Marie and Contrera and how they got into consulting. Today, I'm speaking with Marie and Contrera, who owns and operates in Contrera Consulting, where she offers services such as social media and online branding for individuals and small businesses, TEDx talk development, media bookings, and book launch services. But Marie didn't start out in this field. Their background is actually in music composition, and today we'll be talking about their journey from being a composer to getting into consulting. So welcome to the show, Marie. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. Yeah, I'm super stoked to talk with you. But before we kind of dig into everything, can you tell me a little bit more about your background as a composer? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I went to school for uh, classical and jazz composition, and I graduated with a master's in music composition and had a career as a composer and a band leader. Um, I mostly wrote big band music and opera. Ooh, that's really cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so when you, just out of curiosity, when you wrote the opera, were you writing the music and like the lyrics as well? So for opera, um, no, for the most part, I was either taking, uh, you know, public domain source material or working with um, a writer of some sort, usually, you know, somebody who was well-versed in writing lyrics for opera, right? Because uh, mm. that's a pretty specific thing. Sometimes I did write my own stuff, you know, for in school and things like that. But once I started doing professional work, um, it, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a lyric writer, so. I gotcha. <laughs> that's awesome, though. <laughs> And so when did you first start like considering making a shift into a new field? Well, um, so I was, I worked as a full-time musician for about 10 years. Mm. Um, and I had decided to bring my band. I had a 15 piece big band in New York. We were an avant-garde big band. We were a noise big band. We kind of did a lot of experimental stuff. And so we were like the old, you know, if you wanted a very specific kind of sound, you had to come to us. That was kind mm. of the, the thing. And it was a really fun um, few years of running that band. And I decided to put us on in um, Carnegie Hall. And Ooh. so I rented uh, one of the spaces in Carnegie Hall and, you know, planned the whole thing. And and let me tell you, it was a very expensive night. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sounds amazing. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. And then I kind of woke up the next day and said, yeah, this isn't it. I need to take a break. You know, so, uh, you know, the, <laughs> um, there's a TED talk and I'm uh, the name of the person escapes me, which I feel bad because it's a wonderful TED talk, um, where she says, uh, have you ever woken up and realized that uh, the ladder to your success has been standing against the wrong wall? Ooh. And that was really how it felt. And so I, you know, I, I kind of just, I burned out and said, okay, I'm going to take break. You know, I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a nice break. I'm going to take a month. And then a month turned into two months and two months turned into six months and six months turned into a year. And I, I had also started my business in Contrera Consulting, which was really starting to take off. And I was starting to make money for the first time in my life. Because the thing they don't tell you in music school is that you could be playing Carnegie Hall and also be broke, which I was. Mm -hmm. um, and so I just said, okay, I'm going to take time off. And I did. And I just kind of put all of that energy into the business and the business really started to grow. When you first started to actually start your own consulting company or your consulting business, mm -hmm. um, did you have any fears while you were doing that? Well, you know, it's funny. I look back and I say, wow, I can't believe I did that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I could have starved. I could have really, really crashed and burned. But the truth was that I was coming home with $15,000 a year as a musician mm. after all my expenses, after you know, paying band members and, and, you know, doing all the projects and everything like that. My, uh, <laughs> my take home was very, very small. So it almost felt like, well, I really have nothing to lose. Yeah. So in, in the beginning, I started with a couple of clients and one of my very good friends, who's a business owner, um, a business coach and, and a business author said to me, you know, I think you would be good at some of these aspects. Why don't you try it? I'll help you get your first couple of clients and you see how you like it. And right away, I was making more money. So it didn't feel scary at the time. But when I look back, I say, I can't believe I made that leap. 
<laughs> yeah. And if you don't mind me asking, what what was your first consulting um, what were your first consulting clients um, like looking for? Like, I guess, what kind of consulting services did you provide for them? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, at first it was just regular kind of virtual assisting kind of mm. stuff. So it, it tended to be a little random. You know, there was a little bit of, oh, can you do some e- emailing for me? Or can you do my MailChimp? Can you post, you know, write up 10 tweets for me? Eventually, uh people started to come to me for the same things. And at first they were social media and, you know, podcast outreach, Mm -hmm. right? So, you know, getting, getting a client booked on a podcast. And then eventually it was the, the TEDx, you know, helping a client get booked on a TEDx stage. Nice. That's awesome. And so I'm assuming, you know, spending so much time in the music industry, I can only assume that you surrounded yourself with, um, you know, other musical like-minded people. And so did you have any naysayers when you first decided to start kind of shifting into consulting? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, a lot of my colleagues, my musical colleagues really didn't understand. Mm. I think they still don't understand. Um, I, (laughs) I received a group text messages from a few of my former bandmates who, um, this is, this was very recently, this was about a week ago who, uh, ended up on a, on a gig together Ooh. and they, they sent me the, a picture of the three of them and they said, Oh, we miss you. And I realized that like, you know, to them, I seem to have dropped off the face of the earth, right? Because right. I just kind of stopped doing jazz, stopped doing, you know, a very specific kind of music. And I, you know, I don't know that they, they understand now even, but, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes what you have to do is just go a different path. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. And on that path, what would you say has been kind of the biggest hurdle so far? Um, the biggest hurdle for me has been, um, well, it, it was kind of suppressing my creativity into something else mm. and suppressing is the wrong word. Right. But definitely, uh, channeling my creativity into a different endeavor was very, very hard in the beginning. Mm. Um, and then eventually I kind of got used to it. Right. So, now, <laughs> now the, the difficulty that I have is making time for everything, right? Because I'm kind of in, in this place where my business is, is thriving and doing amazing things. And I'm also kind of back into the, the creative side. Mm, that's cool. And so you do find ways, it sounds like, to channel that creativity now. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. And so do you feel like you have any particular habits that have helped you find success in consulting? Uh, well, yes. I mean, staying open, you know, uh, being willing to see what the market wants from you, Mm. you know, because a lot, I, and I've, I've been in this situation where I think people are going to want one thing and it turns out they want another. Mm -hmm. Right. And so just kind of staying open and really understanding like, you know, the, the version of success you think is going to happen in your head, it probably isn't going to happen. Right. And it's probably going to look very differently. And being open to that, I think, is very important. Mm, so kind of pivoting and yeah. trying different methods, uh, not methods, but different um, things that you consult on. Yeah, exactly. Nice, nice. And I I have to mention, so um, I see that you assist authors with book launches. Mm-hmm. Is that like any kind of authors like self-published or they have to be traditionally published or? Um, I work with everybody, you know, um, I've, I've worked with traditionally published people. I've worked with self-published authors. Book launches are my favorite thing because they mm-hmm. are creative. They, you know, you stay on your toes, you, um, you know, it, it's never a dull moment when somebody's, you know, putting a book out in the world. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of ways it, it feeds the creative 
you know, the creative drive. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm a self-published author. So I'm always like, oh, that is pretty cool. Because there's there's not a lot, I feel like, of services out there that truly assist you with book launches. So that's really awesome that you do that. Thank you. Yeah, I'm also self-published. Oh, um, cool. And I, I, I just find that the model is so great because you can, you have a lot of flexibility yes. in the way that you wouldn't have with a traditional publisher. Yes, yes. And then you also have all the control over it too. It's wonderful. Exactly. <laughs> so now you also wrote and produced a film on Amazon, mm-hmm. which sounds awesome, called A Very Queer Holiday. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about how that opportunity came about and like what it was like to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, funny story, right before the pandemic, and I'm talking like January 2020, um, my partner, Megan and I uh, decided that we were going to move into a three bedroom with our best friend, Diane. Mm. And, you know, we had no idea why we wanted to do this. But I think (laughs) I think something was propelling us. Um, <laughs> and we, we sort of had, had a few ideas that we had been kicking around. Oh, it would be really fun to do this project or that project. And, um, you know, we, we decided to move in together and then COVID happened mm. in February of 2020. And thank goodness, because we, you know, it was very, very healthy for my relationship because, um, you know, we had a friend, yes. right? And, <laughs> and, you know, so we, the three of us basically quarantined together. We had, we had friendship, we had, you know, camaraderie, we had, you know, um, just a really great experience together, even during this very, very scary time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we did was we started to work on a couple of creative projects. Nice. Um, I also have since uh, come back around and, and started writing musical theater. Oh. Um, so I, I, I was getting involved in the creative stuff again, uh, even though it looks very, very different. But Diane and Megan and I started kicking around some of our screen ideas. And Megan, my partner, is a, a she's she has a film degree, so you know she was able to kind of help us gel some of our fun ideas that we had, and you know enable us to basically stop joking around about it and actually write it. That's so right? cool. So, um, and we joined a few groups that were, you know, doing pandemic projects. And one of them was socially isolated script readings. They're a, um, they were a, a, a Facebook group and every week you could sign up to have your script read. So that was how we started getting our work heard. Oh. And uh, we, we actually started with um, a TV concept called Two Anxious Bisexuals. And um, we had that read and we loved it. We were, we were so excited. We um, did a few performances of it on Zoom. Oh, cool. And then one, one night we were just all sitting around and uh, Diane really loves Christmas movies. Mm. And I said, what if we wrote a Christmas movie? And then I like, I took all the actors <laughs> that we had already worked with and I was like, okay, so this person is, is the main character and then this person is the uncle and this person is the father. And all of a sudden we had a story. That's awesome. Um, and so we're actually looking to shoot. Uh, so we, we did a, a Zoom table read. It's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually looking to shoot it as a feature film now. Ooh, that's so cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a, a really, a really fun project. Um, and if we shoot it in time, it'll be the very first uh, holiday romantic comedy with uh, trans and non-binary romantic leads. Oh man, that would be great. That's so neat. <laughs> 
Thank you. And so um, to kind of pull it back, there are so many things that you uh, clearly are interested in, right? Um, mm-hmm. It kind of it sounds to me like you're a multi-passionate creative, um, which is something we talk about a lot on this show, actually. Um, yeah. And uh, many times I, you know, encourage listeners to really pursue their passions. But, you know, one of the topics that multi-passionate creatives tend to struggle with is finding focus long enough to actually, mm-hmm. you know, finish a project or complete a goal. Um, so would you have any advice for multi-passionate creatives on, on this, on on how to, you know, finish a project or a goal? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, the biggest advice that I can say is that know that there is going to be downtime, right? Mm-hmm. There, The work when you're creative comes in waves, right? So as an example, we didn't work on anything to do with Queer Holiday for about three, four months at the beginning of the year. And then all of a sudden the opportunities started to roll in. Mm. And, you know, so, so we, what I tend to do, especially when I'm juggling several projects, which I am right now, um, I know that I have to, you know, I may have to put something else on the back burner to, give this project the right, the attention that it needs. So it it really is about staying open and also knowing, like, make sure you do go back to those projects that are on the back burner. Mm, I think that's really good advice. I think it's very easy to get caught up in. It should just be done. I should just be able to finish it. Yes. Um, And what advice would you give to other women out there who are thinking about starting a business as a consultant? You know, stay open, uh, you know, learn what the market wants from you. That's really, really important um, because, you know, I, I've seen so many people quote unquote fail mm. at their business, at their idea, at their startup because they did, they just didn't pivot. You know, they didn't listen to what, you know, their, their potential clients, their potential ideal clients wanted from them you know, and, and they might, they might've spent 50, 60, 70, a hundred thousand dollars marketing an idea that nobody wants. And then you, you know, it's very, very hard to come back from that. So, you know, thinking with, uh, you know, learner's mindset, um, being willing to pilot things, being willing to try and say, okay, this didn't work. I'm going to pivot is really, really important. And I think has, has been the difference between, you know, being able to run run a successful business and not for me. Mm. Yeah, I think that's such good advice. And you're right. It, it's so important to be open and, and being willing to change for whatever the market is demanding. Yeah. And so now where, where can we learn more about you and your consulting services? So my website is incontrera.com. Um, you can le- learn more about me there. You can find me on LinkedIn, um, you know, and uh, it kind of just shows off a little bit of the team, shows off a little bit of what we do, of what I do, et cetera. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Marie. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was really great interviewing Marie and hearing how they found a balance for using their creativity to inform their consulting business while also doing more creative projects on the side. Re-listening to her interview during the editing process, something that really struck me was the reminder that creativity comes in waves. As I mentioned in my intro, I still haven't been writing lately. As someone who calls themselves a writer, it feels somewhat disingenuous to continue calling myself that when I'm not actively writing. I also feel this huge sense of guilt when I'm not writing. Honestly, I always imagine my characters just sort of sitting around in limbo waiting for me to get back to them and write the next book. 
It was a nice reminder that I don't need to feel bad for having some downtime from writing. I'm sure that I'll jump back in soon to work on the next book. I'm just waiting for that next wave of creativity to hit, I guess. And it seems that it's okay to take a break from it. It'll come back eventually. And so if you, like me, are giving yourself a hard time because you've stepped away from something to either refill your creative well or because it's just not coming to you as naturally as it previously did, just know that that's okay, that it's okay to take a break. All right, that's our show for today. Until next time, go find out. Thanks for listening to the show today. I hope you found the information beneficial and that it helps you tackle your own Go Find Out goals. You can find more episodes and the show transcripts at gofindoutpodcast.com. You can also let me know what you thought of the show by tweeting me at GFO Podcast or follow me on Instagram at gofindoutpodcast. That's it for today. Now go find out.